0: And we're back, Mike Cernovich, GorillaMindset.com. I don't even know how to intro this anymore. It's been a long time, but happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. I thought I'd been meaning to do a podcast for a long time. I think my last real podcast was in January, almost 11 months ago. And I've been doing stuff all the time, crazy amount of stuff. But I have it on the podcast. I missed you all, I hope you missed me. So I'm sending out a, a note of gratitude for all of you which is why I am doing this podcast now. It is kind of amazing to think what you and everyone listening and anyone really can accomplish in life if you just abide by certain principles and follow certain principles in life that tend to be universal. The, the one I live by the most is start small, think big. And I'm not going to claim that I it, it invented that, actually. I Googled the term, and somebody had used it before I ever did. So maybe I thought of it independently, or maybe other people did. So I'm, you know, I'm not claiming credit, but it's a way to live your life. I found that most people, most people's problem is that they try to start big. People say, I want to do a $100 million film or I want to do a Harry Potter book, or I want to do a billion-dollar startup, but then they don't do anything at all because they're not, how do you start with that? If I said go build a billion-dollar company, how would you start from that? You couldn't. In fact, most billion-dollar companies, anybody who's honest with you in tech, and I've actually spoken to plenty of billionaires, so this isn't just something I read on Entrepreneur Magazine, but most people will tell you, if they're honest, that they didn't know they were building a billion-dollar company when they did. Tech startups tend to go from zero to 100 real quick, or they, or they flop. And the way you build the big company is you start like as a small company. You and a friend, you and a friend in a house, man. That's how Facebook, that's how Facebook was started. But everybody's too good for that now. And especially I hear from a lot of venture capitalists in Silicon Valley. Everybody now, they want, whether in the in New York or Silicon Valley, they all want the office space and the overhead. And you, you hear that too with politics. These super PACs, they all want big offices, a bunch of overhead. But they don't actually get any traction or leverage because you have to start small. It's just you. Just you. And that is how I started – all of this really. Danger and Play. Danger and Play started off as a hobbyist blog while I was a lawyer. Now I don't even you know, I don't post there, but it has been huge. Some of the biggest stories of all the elections been featured on 60 Minutes, been everywhere really. This podcast started off with a friend of mine who was just we were hanging out at his house. I think it was actually Thanksgiving. We were hanging out And I go, hey, dude, you want to do a podcast? He goes, yeah, let's do a podcast. And we started kind of doing a podcast. And now my podcast really took off, had great momentum. But then I pivoted into other stuff. This podcast would be huge right now. It's big. I mean, I'm I'm happy with where the podcast is. But if I had been doing a podcast every day, who knows where it would be. And then, so what did we do in 2017? And this isn't just a brag. This isn't a brag. You may hear people in the background. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody, including my own own family. So that would be the background noise. But you think about it. What, 17? right? I did, I was on 60 Minutes in front of 16 million people. One-on-one with Scott Pelley, reported from the White House multiple times, broke multiple multiple big stories. The John Conyers story, which hit on Monday, I was responsible for sourcing that, All the Congress now, hundreds of people now are in jeopardy in terms of losing their seats because of the reporting that, uh, you know, other people did too. I'm not going to take sole credit for that. And it's just a blog. I mean, it's kind of mind-blowing, right? Kind of weird to think about. Everything that I've been doing started off as a hobbyist blog. But then, you know, then these 25-year-olds say, I want to do what you're doing right away. And I go, where's your blog? Where's your podcast? Where's your Periscope? Well, I mean, I don't want to do just that. I want to be where you are. And it all goes back to a lot of principles of success. Most people don't want to do what you do. They want to have what you have. Big the big difference there if you think that through. So people go, oh, I want to do what you do. Oh, you want to grind away in obscurity for years? You want to start from nothing? You want to be happy when a podcast has 100 listens? I remember when the podcast... The 1,000 listens, I was like, wow, I got a 1,000 people to listen to this podcast. This is amazing, right? And people don't want to do that because you can do that. Anybody can do what I do. Anybody can start a podcast. Anybody can write on the internet. There's nothing stopping anybody from doing what they want to do. But People want to have what you have. It's that violating that commandment, don't covet their neighbor's wife or their property or anything else. And the lesson there is you don't even know what they're putting up with or what they had to do to get it kind of crazy so how has your year been I guess it's kind of what I'm thinking about because as, as my year winds down I always like to tie it into the mindset work that we've done together what have you accomplished as we are heading towards the end of the year and although New Year's Eve and all that is an arbitrary construct it's, it's still a useful construct and it's time to, to hold yourself accountable it's time to start reflecting on what did you do this year and that's what's kind of interesting to me is when I post occasionally Danger and Play, guys will be, oh, yeah, I'm glad you're you know, you're know posting here now and then. And a lot of these people I've known now for five years, they changed. I see people I used to follow on Twitter five years ago. Same tweet today could have been five years ago. It's usually some like boring, banal observation. And I, th- I think to myself, that person's probably a fraud because – if you live by certain principles of life then as you you're gonna level up in the game you're gonna be here have different things to talk about you won't be talking about the same things you talked about five years ago I'm not talking about partying in Vegas anymore it isn't because I don't like to party in Vegas um, although even when I partied in Vegas I didn't really like it it was just an experience to check the box kind of thing but that's what you're doing today. Same thing you're doing five years ago. That means you're not applying principles of life. You ought to be doing something bigger. So if you're partying in Vegas, you ought to be flying private, right? That's the way I always put it. Because on the internet, there's all these people telling you how to invest and giving you money tips and everything, and then you realize that they're not living by those principles. Because if it's been five years and everything these people talk about is build your brand, make that paper, do this or that, it's like okay, it's been five years and you shouldn't be talking about the game at the same level, right? So me, for example, I can talk about what's it like to go in sixty minutes in front of 16 million people. Why? Because of the principles that I talk about, the universal principles of challenging yourself going into different situations. I can talk about what it's like to report from the White House. I can talk about what it's like to look, I don't know fifty to hundred people of hostile members of the media in the eyes. And tell them that they're bad people while maintaining my composure and not creating any kind of scene that could get me in trouble. I had, along with um, an event co-organizer, Jeff Giese, we, we had the biggest inauguration event. Um, and I don't care which politics are. And quite frankly, if it bothers anybody listening that I you know, helped Trump get elected, then I would just rather you go cry uh, in your pillow somewhere and not listen to me. I, I definitely don't hide that. And if that triggers because I do it doesn't trigger me if you're a Hillary voter. The Bernie person. I don't sit around thinking, oh, no, I can't give my valuable mindset techniques to people who want to support for Hillary. So, yeah, I I threw the biggest inauguration party along again with with Jeff. So I know what it's like. Over a 1,000 people, 1,050 people showed up. We could have had 10,000. We just didn't have the space and time to do it. So that's me. Not to brag, but what, 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 are, what are the people doing, right? I, I see so many, and this has been a common theme of a lot of my podcasts. I know a lot of young people watch my stuff, and I, I know a lot of women, young women especially, do. A lot of people who want to build their brands do. A lot of online entrepreneurs do. And I go, why don't you go listen to your podcasts of all these so-called entrepreneurs from three years ago, five years ago? And why don't you compare from what they were saying three years ago or five years ago to where they are now? They ought to have leveled up, right? If they're really doing what they're saying, if they're really living their book, they ought to be leveling up in the game. So if somebody goes, "Oh yeah, I'm here to talk about money, how you can make money," five years later, I ought to be talking about how I only fly private, right? If I'm still talking, if I'm still talking about the same things, that means I'm, I'm a fraud. I don't actually apply the principles, and or you're just regurgitating what other people say. It should be like that for for anybody. If you're an artist, your art should be better or else you're not practicing or you're not improving. Me as an artist, I went from kind of a mean sort of internet personality to what I am now. Nobody can deny that my art has changed and my impact has changed because every principle in guerrilla mindset I live by. I live by it. So you can see, go compare what I was writing. That's why people bring up stuff I wrote five years ago, is if that means anything to me. I go, oh, but you've obviously never read my book. Of course I'm different. If I were talking about the same things five years ago, then I wouldn't want anybody to listen to me. Why would you listen to me? Same things. Five years from now, i will be talking about different things because you are going to be at a different level. Or, or what's the point, right? What's the point of stagnating. And so many people just never take action. I've noticed that all these principles, they'll listen to a podcast, they'll watch a YouTube video on motivation, get real hyped up, they're excited. And then what do they do? They flip over and I don't know what people are even doing with their time. But I know that they're not doing anything. I know they're just on the internet pretending to be people that they aren't, that they aren't actually on the grind. They'll say, oh, shine till you grind. It's five years, man, or woman. What have you done? showed shared motivational quotes on the internet it's insane but the thing that's interesting is kind of the different worlds that i've occupied and how the world world is so similar right people people talk about what they want to be but they don't realize doing is being people in journalism i want to be a journalist right hold in go break stories go talk to people talk to your uber driver hey Who's the most interesting person you've ever driven? You don't have to make it public, but just get in the habit of asking questions. We're working your way up the food chain. People don't want to work their way up the food chain now. In fact, people are appalled that there is a food chain, especially, I mean, people of all ages, but especially under 30, like what, there's a hierarchy? You expect me to actually work my way up the food chain? No, I'm where you are, I'm not. I'm not down anywhere. I'm I'm wherever you are right now. And then they expect to have whatever you have immediately. It's amazing. And then it becomes very self-defeating. And it actually leads people to lie in journalism because they think they have a right to be breaking worldwide stories and important stories when they haven't paid their dues or done broken small stories. If you can't break a small story, how do you break a big story? It's all the same principle, right? Breaking a story... Like the Conyer story is no different than breaking a story about local news. The principles are the same. You talk to people, you develop relationships, you're given information, you vet and verify this information. You share this information in a way that's gonna be compelling. You ask people for comment. If you're a high school journalism major and you break the story about changes to your school lunch contractor, say for example, the superintendent, is buddy-buddy with the new school lunch contractor that's the same principles of journalism that I use with John Conyers you find information it comes to you you work that information you get that information going you get it pop and then you get that information out same principles so people say well I shouldn't have to write about school lunches or I shouldn't have to write about local news or I shouldn't have to write about these little small stories well, but if you don't write about the small stories, why are people going to come to you with the big stories? How are you going to build that source network? How are you going to develop good instincts, competence, to know if you're being played or not played? You've got to break the little stories. And the same thing is true of uh, website, web internet, entrepreneurialism, online branding. I always say if you're too good to write a book review, then you're not going to be a successful book author. Why? Because how do you get people to read your website for free? Right? How do you sell a book if you can't get people to read your website for free? So I'll re-say that again. How do you get people to pay for your book if you can't get them to read your website for free? So people go, I'm too good to do book reviews. I don't know, read Tim Ferriss' Tools of Titan. All that is is a bunch of podcast reviews. But people go, oh, it's Tim Ferriss. He's out. Tim Tim Ferriss, you know, I'm not some Tim Ferriss fan for reasons I'm not going to get into. But I don't hate him either. So I'm not creating any kind of drama. I'm just saying... I'm definitely not a Tim Ferriss fanboy. But Tim Ferriss doesn't think he's above that. He doesn't think he's above writing notes or having somebody else write notes of podcasts from guests on his show and then writing those up and putting them in a book. But how many people here do podcast reviews? I'm, why do I do a podcast review? Well, because then you got to recognize there are other people higher in the food chain. People might care. If, you, For example, Billy Corgan did a great podcast with Joe Rogan. All right? Three years ago, I would have written that up as an article. I would have said, Billy Corgan, Joe Rogan, podcast of you, written the notes, talked about what was interesting, talked about what was useful, and then I'd publish that. But why don't other people do that? Well, because they're too important to well, I'm too important to write about what other people are saying. That is your, your own arrogance, your own feelings of self-importance. Now, a lot of people go with Cernovich, why don't you write that up now? Well, it's not that I'm too important. It's just that i was doing the conscious, like I'm doing other stuff. I don't have enough time. But with a different team or a bigger team or a team that I train up properly, that's the kind of content that I want to get back to. That's the kind of stuff I want to get get to is I have this amazing Facebook team now. They're reaching 50 to 100 million people a month. And I want to get those guys trained up and say, hey, or, or get guest submissions. Hey, hey, you know, did you see this Billy Cork and Joe Rogan podcast? It was really interesting. Why don't you write, you know, 500 to a 2,000 word review of it what did you think was best about it? Which by the way is the oldest SEO trick of the book Hey how do you get people to read your stuff R- write about them you think if you wrote an article on Billy Corgan's a Joe Rogan podcast, you think Billy Corgan ain't gonna read it you think everybody doesn't especially if it's your business to know what people are saying about you I never used to Google my name because he didn't care what people say but now it's my business to know what people are saying about me so if you're like, well, I want Cernovich to read my writing, don't send me some dumb article you wrote about something else. I get this all the time. People go, oh, you know, here's the article. Did you mention me in your article? No. Okay, why are you sending it to me? Well, I thought it interests you. No, it's just another regurgitate. That's not interesting to me. Your hot takes, probably not that interesting. Or you wouldn't be, you know, trying to get me to, to share it. So if you're not mentioning me, why do you, you know, why am I going to read it? Well, then they go. Well, that's real selfish. You're full of yourself. Why aren't you full of yourself for sending me articles, expecting me to just link to it for free, like I'm your retweet, bitch? Right? That's how a lot of people treat me. Like I'm just their little puppet, and they send me. A, you know, they don't even pitch me. People just DM me a link to their articles. Okay, the article's not about me. What am I just supposed to retweet you all? That's my job. It's like what what gets in people's heads. But that's journalism, and that's no different than when I was only doing mindset stuff. When I was doing mindset stuff, guys would be like, oh, yeah, I wrote this great article about like how to succeed. And I'd be like, well, what have you done, dude? Did you get straight A's in college? No. You're, you know, you're just some other guy in Chiang Mai, you know, working on Fiverr, which no offense, there's nothing wrong with working on Fiverr. But what makes you think that you're qualified to write some big article on success when you're just in Chiang Mai living on three, four hundred bucks a month? Doing virus stuff. You're just regurgitating general principles. Well, I said, "Well, you're full of yourself. I'm like, well, you're the one asking me. I'm not out there asking people to retweet my stuff. I'm not inviting myself to other people's podcasts. I don't send press releases. Try, try Find me ever telling people, hey, I'm trying to be on your podcast. Right? I don't do that. So journalism and the entrepreneurialism and the mindset, it's all the same. The human foibles are the same. The human foibles are believing you deserve more that you deserve by not putting the work in, using people, manipulating people in a way that doesn't benefit them. So I say, what well, I've, I've linked to every book review ever of Gorilla Mindset. I've linked to every review of Silence, the documentary on Free Speech. You did. And if I haven't, let me know yours and I'll, I'll be sure to link to it. So if, you, so if you're out there, you can build a website, just Joe Rogan Podcast Reviews. Joe Rogan Podcast Reviews.com. You might get in trouble for trademark, so I'm not saying go do the URL. But if you're thinking, how do I get people to read me? I don't know. Just do a review of them. I watched I watched The Mushroom Guy. Joe Rogan's podcast is great when they don't talk politics. When they talk politics, it is the dumbest, most basic, embarrassing podcast pretty much on the air because Joe's guests are just you know vapid, empty Trump haters, and they didn't even know Trump was going to win. So it's just a dumb regurgitation of intermediate talking points. But when there are actually people there, like the, the mushroom guy who was just on it's a great podcast, you could summarize these podcasts, do bullet points, further reading, do some research, and you would have a, a big website. And then once you have that big website, you could start talking about yourself more. Then you could share your own ideas because now you have the traffic and eyeballs. See, but this is all principles. And then, Everybody's going to say, oh, great idea. People listening in on this. Oh, great idea, Cernovich. They're not going to do it, though. I've given away so many ideas like that, which is weird because as toxic as politics is, as toxic as politics and media and journalism is, mindset or self-help or self-development that I was previously in actually more toxic because all these people then, they want to just neg you all the time oh, Cernovich, you're writing about this, but some other guy did that. I'm fine. I'm fine, read the other guy. I don't care, dude. Don't, don't read my stuff, man. I don't care. And it's nonstop like that. Very, very petty. So if if you think politics is toxic, you should do um, a blog about why, you know, homeownership or college education or something is a scam. You should do a, a podcast on Bitcoin and why Bitcoin is great. Oh, man, you'll see toxic there real quick, or how to buy Bitcoin, you'll see toxic, or how to, you know, become more successful with meeting women or fitness. I, I did a blog on green juicing, toxic. Don't you know green juice and sugar, and you're going to get diabetes, and you don't know anything, and here's some scientific study, which is bogus, and uh, like health and fitness people are way more toxic than political people, and if you look why, because me, I'm more interested in finding why is that, And the reason is because when you write words or produce content that challenges people's perceptions about the world, they don't view that as helping them. They view that as making them look in the mirror and looking at themselves and they realize that they don't like what they see. And rather than improve themselves, they take a hammer and they smash the mirror. That's why what I do, I call it the magic mirror. Is when I shine a mirror onto the world, the world doesn't say, "Wow, I didn't realize that's what I look like." I want to look better. The world then takes a sledgehammer to the mirror every day. It's the law of reflection. They're they're angry at me for showing them something about themselves and that reflects on them. So it's all the same. Humanity is all the same. Uh, Sapiens, great book, by the way. I, I'm going to do a wrap up of all the books I did in another podcast. So we're getting the podcast hopping. This one is rambling. Why? Because I fell out of the habit of doing life kind of podcasts like this. So I'm amazing now at journalism and activism or whatever it is. Now I'm a little bit, you know, shaky on the podcast. What do I do? What do I talk about? Why? Because that's life, man. Woman, a lot of women, 40% of my podcast listenership is actually female. So that's just life once you get going again. But you have to put it out there. Even though I know this podcast is only a B, I'm going to put it out there. Because every time I put it out there and get more feedback from you, I'm going to produce better podcasts. And as I do more and more of these, I'll be back to doing A-plus level podcasts within three to six months. I'm going to do book reviews, interviews with people. Podcasting is amazing, and I've been spending a lot of time on Twitter, which was useful, but I'm going to get back in the podcast groove. So here's how you can help. First of all, you don't have to do it. But what do you want me to cover on a podcast? Leave a review on iTunes if you're able to leave it on iTunes. If not, leave it on SoundCloud. Leave a review on iTunes and say what you, you know, rate the podcast, however many stars you think it's worth. And then in the comments to that, say, I would like to see this topic covered. And then state what that topic is. And then I'm going to get all this information from you. Let me know what you want me to cover. Leave it in the reviews of the iTunes podcast because that's what I'm going to read. I'm going to read your reviews. Th- that gets number one priority is the reviews. And then we'll, we'll get hopping from there. We get popping. And let's get this podcast back on the road, back on the tracks. I, lo- I love doing them. You love listening to them. i meant to be doing more of them this year, but what can you do? I'm going after Congress and the highest levels of people in government and how I got here, different, different conversation for another day. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm so thankful for all of you for having my back, for supporting my work, for the Patreons, for the the crowdfunding, just your prayers. I don't even, because I'm not even a Christian per se, but I appreciate your prayers because that just means you're thinking about me. If you're not a Christian, you're atheist, just your well wishes. I appreciate all that. I'm so grateful for all of you. I'm humbled by all of you. You've made this the best year ever. I sincerely hope. That I am making your life better and making you live the best year. And if it, this isn't your best year ever, then let's talk about next year. And I want to know how I can make your year the best year ever. And we'll start with that. Just post your comments at iTunes or on SoundCloud. Let me know what you want to talk about, and we're going to talk about it. Thanks for tuning in. Mike Cernovich, GorillaMindset.com.